Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the Word. God bless you. Believing for a miracle tonight? If you weren't, if you weren't, I want to encourage you to. I got miracles in me. <laughs> I got miracles in me. But I'm not saying that because I'm a pastor. I'm saying that because I follow Jesus. I'm saying that because I have the Holy Spirit. You got miracles in you too. Come on, who believes they got a miracle on the inside of them? Who believes they're called to release a miracle of joy, of hope, of peace into this city? Around the room, if you're believing, anyone believing for a child, believing to get pregnant, believing, maybe you've been believing for a while uh, and, and it hasn't happened yet, I want you to lift up your hand or maybe um, you're, you're just in the fight. Maybe it's brand new. You're believing for a baby. Why don't you lift up your hands? Come on, right now. I see, I see miracles. I, God, show me an ultrasound right now. Besides Dr. Matt, everybody lift up your hands. <laughs> I, I see God show me an ultrasound. I see a beautiful baby. I see God's goodness. I see God's favor. I see God's multiplication. I see his blessing on your womb. I see God restoring. I see God mending. I see God transforming. I see a good report. I see celebration. I see the future that God has given you, that God blesses his children and his children's children and his children's children to a thousand generations. So right now we declare blessing. We declare fruitfulness. We declare the goodness of God in this season, in this hour, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Come on. Give God a shout of praise. Dr. Matt, they've made a mistake. They haven't started my time yet. You got to get those 20 minutes going. (laughs) Because this could get dangerous. Go ahead and uh, just go ahead and say, I got a miracle in me. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and grab a seat. You know, ever ever since last uh, last week, specifically last Wednesday night, how many of you for Pastor Jurgen? Man, what a word! And just a uh, release of miracles, and it was like it was like this stirring. You know, the prophet said, "I feel like a fire shut up in my bones." And but it was like I felt God. It was like stirring and creating. God was developing. There's this miracle creation that God is doing. God is wanting to release miracles in the house tonight. And I think there's going to be a few different ways that's going to happen. But I want to begin in Ezekiel chapter 47. And uh, we're, going, we're going a little Ezekiel, a little Old Testament. And uh, in chapter 47, chapter 40, before I get into that, before I get into that, uh, I do want to honor Dr. Matt for shaving his beard. That was just, that was good. That was good. No, actually, I, I, want, to, I want to honor uh, Pastor Matt Michaela. I mean, what, 
what a privilege we have to walk underneath the, the leadership and the strength, right? The blessing that these guys carry. And whatever, whenever God brings, uh, whenever God brings uh, authority into your life, it's for a reason, right? To bless you. And I said when God brings authority, I didn't, I'm not saying all authority, right? But when God brings authority into your life, it's there to bless you. It's there to bring you goodness. It's there to guard, protect, guide, strengthen, right? So I'm so thankful for Dr. Matt and Michaela. I'm so thankful for their voice in my life, in my wife's life, in my kids' life. And uh, when, whenever you honor the full power of that gets unlocked to you. So I want to encourage you in, a t in an era of dishonor, never be afraid to honor what God has brought into your life. Every relationship, honor your kids, honor your friendships, honor your spouse, honor your leaders, honor your pastors. Everything that you honor, you unlock the full strength of it. And so I'm not just doing this because I want the full strength of Dr. Matt Michaela's life, but also I want the full strength of the authority and the favor and the anointing and the blessing that is running onto their life. I want that to operate in my life. So I'm going to bring honor where honor is due. Amen. Amen. And that's a free tip for the husbands too. If you're having a hard time seeing your wife respond to you, unlock to you, it could be because you're not honoring her. Okay. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something completely different, but Ezekiel chapter 47 uh, it's talking about the river that is flowing out of the temple, out of the throne, out from underneath the throne of God. And you can, you can read right in the beginning of 47 where it talks about where the river flows, where the river comes from. But then Ezekiel 47, going down a few verses into verse 9, it says this, swarms of living creatures will live wherever, someone say wherever, it says wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. See, see, when the river from the throne of God begins to flow into your situation, it'll take those things that were salty. It'll take those things that were unhealthy. It'll take those things that, that, that were bad for you, that you couldn't taste, that you couldn't receive, that couldn't nourish you and bring you life, and he will begin to shift what's in the water. Someone say, there's something in the water. I'm going to talk about there's something in the water. So because it flows there, it makes the salt water fresh. So wherever the river flows, everything will live. Now, what a verse. Wherever the river flows, wherever the power of God, wherever the presence of God, wherever the spirit of God flows, everything will live. Everything will live. You know, the first time I encountered salt water, because I grew up in Minnesota, so everything was freshwater lakes, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, it might be a little algae, like in a lake somewhere, so you don't always want to drink lake water, uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't destroying you if you got a, a mouthful of lake water, right? So then my family and I take a visit, or actually it was like with some youth leadership trip thing with our church, this trip down to Florida. So the first time this Minnesota boy is going to experience the ocean, right? And uh, so we're exci excited. One of my brothers is with me, and uh, we jump like out of the vehicle that was taking us to the beach. We hit the beach, and, and we see the ocean. We're like, we're just going to run. We just take off running towards this water. 
there was a couple of really bad things that happened. Uh, first thing is, I didn't realize, I didn't, I didn't check like the like underneath the surface of the water, like what the ground was like, and it was sort of like coral rock. It was not sand. It was not a good situation. So I shallow dove without realizing it into the ocean, scraped up my, my whole chest, and got my first mouthful of salt water. And I was like, this is the worst experience of my entire life. Why do people like the ocean, you know? <laughs> Thankfully, we went somewhere else and got a little better experience. But Wherever the river flows, it turns the salt water into something fresh where life can come, right? The condition of the water begins to change in this situation, right? The condition of the water shifts from something that was salty and unconsumable to something that was fresh and gave life to everything. There's something in the water, and God wants to begin to change some things in your situation, there's a, a story of a classic story of the woman at the well. Many of you guys may have heard of this, but let me read this. Jesus answered to her because she's there, you know, getting water, and he asks her for a drink of water, and she says, man, uh, she's, you know, there's a bit of an exchange there, and he says, if you knew the gift of God uh, and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Isn't that like our current hour? Everyone's looking for, man, I'd love to have some hope. I'd love to have some joy, but I got nothing to draw it with. I got no tool. I got no resource. How could I possibly draw out this living water? And everyone's going, man, I would love what you're talking about, but I don't know how to get it, right? I don't know. Everyone's looking for it. Everyone's searching for it. Everyone's trying to grasp for joy and for hope, but a lot of people have no idea how to get a hold of this water, right? So, man, uh, you have nothing to draw. Where can I get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And like a smart woman, she says, the woman said to him, sir, give me this water. All right? Man, I, give me this water. She's like, I would really like to not have to come every day with this huge pot and try to fill it up and have to carry it back. Every, I, I, this would be amazing. Give me this water so I won't have to be thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw the water. Jesus changes everything. You say, listen, the water you're currently consuming, man, it keeps making you thirsty. It's not satisfying. It's not fulfilling. It's not creating what you really want. And Jesus wants to change the condition of the water that you're consuming. He wants to satisfy. He wants to purify. He wants to bring hope. He wants to heal your life. There's something in the water. Say, there's something in the water. Let me continue on here. Jesus, and in a few chapters later, John 7 it says, on the last and the greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. 
Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Within them. By this, he meant the spirit, whom those who believed in him would later receive. That's us. Come on. Up to that time, the spirit had not yet been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So Jesus is saying, listen, I've got water that is going to become a spring of living water. There's going to be a flow. There's going to be a release. The Spirit of God, I'm going to send him. He's going to come. He's going to empower. He's going to fill. And it's not going to be just a fresh cup of water. It is going to be a river. It is going to be an unending source of supply. See, a lot of times as Christians, we play with church as if I got to come and get a fresh cup of water on Wednesday and on Sunday. I'm going to see if I can make it last for the week. But that's not how God wants you to operate. He actually calls you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He sends his spirit to rest on you, fill you, empower you. He changes something so that instead of you just getting a drink of water, that water is flowing out of you. And everywhere the river flows... There's life. So God wants to put his spirit on the inside of you and out of your belly, out of who you are, will overflow rivers of living water, right? And so that is why us as believers, us as the people of God, are supposed to be sent out into our city because we're not just going out and going, hey, let me show you where there's a cup of water. I'll go and bring you to the well. We actually have that well on the inside of us now where we can bring living water everywhere we go. Come on, in your workplace, in your community, in your school, in your college, wherever you go, let the river of God flow and it's going to bring life. Out of you, come on, that's why I said there's a miracle in you. There's a miracle in you. There's fresh water. There's living water that God wants to release out of your life. You know, a lot of times ground can completely change once it gets water poured onto it, right? Actually, the ability to grow something. If, if you aren't able to break up the ground like Pastor Rachel was talking about and put the seed in and then actually allow the water to begin to flow, allow a release of that, that begins to grow things. In our lives, if we don't release the, the river of living water that God has given us, then everything around us will remain dry and barren. But God has not called us to live like that, right? He called you and me to be a conduit of his spirit to be a releaser of that, to release miracles everywhere we go. Man, you know, you know who needs a miracle? That, that, that couple or that, that coworker whose marriage is on the rocks, they need some living water. Because they're thirsty and they keep going to the wrong supplies, right? But they need, they need someone to show them where the real living water is. You know, when I was a, a Kind of a later teenager, um, one of the first times I like led somebody to Christ and just like out in the middle of nowhere, so to speak, not in like a church type setting, was I was buying a cell phone. And uh, before you like, parents bought them for you when you're 10, you know, uh, <laughs> back when my dad was like, ain't nobody need no cell phone. And I was like, well, I guess I have to wait till I'm 18 then and buy my own phone. And uh, 
<laughs> Actually, I was a youth pastor back when everyone was starting to get phones as a teenager, as a younger teenager. And I remember all these, all these teenagers getting their phones shut off because that was back before they had like unlimited texting and calling. And so all these parents like bought phones for their kids. And then they're like, hey, would you like to pay an extra 10 bucks a month for unlimited texting? And every parent was like, no, that's stupid. They're never going to use that many text messages. And then when they got the bills for seven, eight hundred, a thousand dollars, they're like, son of a gun, you can't have that phone anymore. And also, where can I pay this ten dollars? <laughs> so that was kind of the scenario. I'll be like, well, how come so and so is not responding? Took their phone. Okay, all right. Um, but that was a sidetrack. I'm back. God wants to work in your life and flow through your life and allow rivers of living water to come. Okay, so I told this person I was buying the cell phone from. It came back to me, sorry. Um, <laughs> why did that get the biggest cheer? Me losing track of where I was. Wow, has it really been that bad so far? Okay, I'll step it up. I'll step my bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> so... I say to this guy, hey, do you want eternal living water? It was just like a rant. I just went right into the story. I don't know, like, it was probably like the worst setup of all time. And he's like, yeah, actually, I've been looking for answers. I need, I need hope. I, need, I was like, okay, well, let me tell you the story. Jesus gave him her living water. Do you want that? He said, absolutely. I'm tired of like searching for stuff. And we pray with him. He led him to Christ. People are looking for, right? They're looking for hope. They're looking for living water. And everywhere the river flows that God wants to bring out of your life, there's going to be hope. But let me, let me kind of land the plane where I feel like we're going to do some ministry on here in the next five minutes. And then I want to, I want us to pray. Um, there's, there's another story, we'll take it back to the Old Testament again, related to water, and I think it's really beautiful what God does. Exodus 15, 22. Then Moses led, the Israel, uh, led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. For three days, I mean, I know that the Bible uses three a lot. For three days, they traveled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. That's what Mara means. This is why the place is called Mara. So the people grumbled against Moses. Man, this, this crew was, was something special to Moses, right? They grumbled against Moses saying, what are we to drink, right? Everyone's looking for a drink. You could use that a few different ways. Okay, so continuing. Then Moses cried out to the Lord. I love that. The people were like complaining to him. He's like, okay, God, let's, let's talk about this, right? So they... He cries out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. Now, I don't know if you can picture what's happening and what the Bible is trying to teach us here. It's giving us a foreshadow of another time in the future where somebody would take a piece of wood and they would be hung on that piece of wood and the blood that would be spilled, the, 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 the wood that he would be crucified on would ultimately cleanse our hearts and our lives. And in this situation, there, the water cannot be uh, uh, consumed. And so God says, take the wood, throw it into the water, and then they'll be able to drink it. And God is giving us a picture of what he, Jesus does and what Jesus did when he went to the cross. 
When he went to the cross, then he was able to purify. He was able to cleanse. He was able to restore. He was able to turn your bitter situation into sweet, into life, into peace, into grace. Amen? So what are you facing right now? What maybe represents Mara in your situation? Well, you're like, man, I want to be a fresh living stream of water, but I feel like Mara in my life. You, you want to be that, that river of living water that everywhere you go, life happens, but maybe you feel like everywhere you go, it's just, it's death around you. It's pain. It's, it's, it's bad. It's bitter. Maybe you feel bitter, literally, in your own life, in your own situation. But I just want to encourage you, have you applied the cross to it yet? Have you applied the wood to the water yet? Have you, have you thrown yourself at the cross? Have you allowed what Jesus did on the cross to actually touch your life and to touch your situation? Maybe your addiction, right? Maybe your pain, maybe your anxiety, maybe your sickness and disease. The, the, the report that you got feels like bitter. It feels like Mara, but I want to encourage you to throw the wood on it, <laughs> right? Throw the cross on this situation and what God is going to do. And tonight, we're going to apply the cross to our situations and we're going to see God change the condition of the water. See, the cross wants to not just be some ticket that gets you into heaven someday, but the cross is to bring life today, right? The cross brings hope today. The cross brings peace today. The cross brings life everywhere it goes Everywhere the gospel is preached, everywhere truth is released, everywhere Jesus shows up, he begins to heal the condition of the water. Maybe you feel like the condition of your home is Mara. Maybe you feel like the condition of your mind is Mara. Maybe you feel like the condition of your workplace environment is that the condition of your bank, whatever the situation might be, you feel like it is difficult. Maybe you even feel bitter. You even feel a little bit hopeless about the situation. And we're talking about joy in the city. And you're like, man, I would love to be joy to my city, but I feel like bitter. I feel Mara in my situation. And Jesus wants to throw some, some wood on it. He wants to, he wants to bring the cross to your situation and change the condition of the water. There's something in the water in that moment when the water was undrinkable and Moses finds a piece of wood and throws it on, I can just imagine people around us come in. What is Moses doing? He, he, there's, he threw something in the water. Something's going on. And then all of a sudden Moses says, you can drink it again. And everything shifted when that was applied to it. And tonight I believe that God is going to heal some areas of your heart right now. God is gonna to begin to shift the condition of the water. Maybe it's been a little hard to drink life right now. Maybe you feel like you have not been great to be around. Maybe there's been different scenarios where it just feels like, man, I need a breakthrough in this. I've gotta, I've gotta shift something. Man, I, I gotta see some change. I, I wanna see life flow out of me, but right now I'm not, it's not happening. God wants to begin to change that right now, amen? There's something in the water. God's gonna apply his goodness to your circumstance. God's gonna apply his grace to your circumstance right now. Would you all just stand with me to your feet? I wanna pray. You know, I wanna pray for a couple things. First of all,
You gotta apply the cross to your life for salvation, right? That's what Jesus first, that first fresh living water that he gives us is for salvation. And then he gives it to us free, this river of living water that begins to flow out of us through the Holy Spirit. But if you've not yet received Christ, don't wait past this moment. Maybe you feel like the woman at the well and you're like, man, everything I keep trying leaves me thirsty. Leaves me just, I need more. I need the next hit, the next fix, the next whatever to satisfy, to get me through the week, to get me through the weekend. I, I just need that, that thing. And Jesus is offering you something very different. He's offering something that satisfies, something that fills the holes, fills the voids, uh, fills up those areas that are, are lost and broken and disconnected. So with everybody's head bowed and eyes closed, I just want to ask you to look at your own life and go, hey, have you, have you been thirsty and not getting a drink from the right source? Have you been going to everything else but realizing, man, I feel Jesus calling me tonight. I want to give my life to him. And the count of three around the room, if you say, man, I've not yet really received the life of Jesus. I've not given my heart to him yet. I've not taken this drink of living water and I want that. I'm I'm thirsty, I'm, I'm broken, I'm disconnected from God. I need that, that salvation, I need peace. Maybe for the first time or as a recommitment here tonight, you say, Samuel, that's me. Pray with me, I need to give my life to Christ. And the count of three, I want you to lift up your hand around the room. Let me know who I'm praying with. One, two, three, lift up your hand. Great, awesome, awesome. Great, see you guys, so good, amazing, amazing, so good. If you, if you lift your hand or maybe you're about to, here's what we're gonna do. I wanna invite you to come out of your seat, come right down here to the front. We wanna pray with you guys. We wanna celebrate you. So if you're standing next to somebody, raise their hand. Maybe say, hey, can I come down with you? Why don't you make your way out? Come forward. Come on, let's cheer them on as they come. Proud of you. Come on, keep coming. Cheer them on. This is amazing. Way to go. Hey, come on. So amazing. Come on, cheer them on. Anybody else you want to come down? Anybody else need to get your life right with God tonight? Coming. All right, here we go. Let's go. Rowdy. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How good is this? Is this not the best? Oh, there's more coming. Come on. Anybody else you need Jesus? You want that fresh water? You want that living water that satisfies? Come on. So good. Amen. Well, here's the deal. We could not be more proud of you guys right now. Stepping out of your seats, coming down here, getting bold, getting honest with God, getting real. This is where things begin to shift in your life. When you say, Jesus, you're the leader. You're the Lord of my life. I'm surrendering. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. So here's what we're going to do. We're all going to pray with you the whole church family, but especially you guys who are up front here, I want you to pray with a confidence 
You pray with a confidence like a son or daughter coming home to their loving father, okay? Because he loves you. He's called you. He's ready to give you rivers of living water, joy and peace and goodness tonight. Okay, you're gonna pray that we're all gonna pray along with you. This is a surrender prayer. This is a Jesus, I'm giving you my life prayer. This is a Jesus, I need that living water kind of prayer, okay? So church family, would you repeat this after me? And those of you who are down here right now, maybe just put your hand over your heart or lift up your hands, however you wanna do it. I want you guys just to receive right now. Church, say this. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my life, for my sin, and raising him from the dead to give me life. Today, I choose to turn from my way and follow you with all my heart for the rest of my life. Holy Spirit, Give me rivers of living water that will flow to every part of my life. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. Or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.